0: Welcome to the Helping Hands podcast with me, Gail Louise Turner. On this podcast, I will be chatting to inspirational people and I will be finding out about their life story, their influences and how they give that extra helping hand every day. If you'd like to follow me, please go to my Facebook, which is Gail Louise Turner or on my Instagram, which is Gail GLT. Each episode of the Helping Hands podcast will be having an accompanying Spotify playlist with my guest musical influences. This can be found under Helping Hands podcast playlist on Spotify. Now it's time to sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Good afternoon and welcome to the Gayle Louise Turner Helping Hands podcast number 14 with me Gayle Louise Turner. Now my guest today will be just me because I wanted to make another podcast for you because we are going through COVID. We are going through the second lockdown and we're sort of looking at the tiers where we're going. We're not quite sure where it was going. We're just waiting um, for Boris Johnson to tell us what's going on. And there seems to be a sense of uncertainty what's going on. And I feel like there's a bit of air of, like I say, uncertainty and nobody knows where they're going. So I thought, well, how can I help you with this? I'm going to make you a podcast about my favourite 80s, 90s songs and kids television and television and sort of the American shows from the 2000 era because, in a way, these TV shows and music, it tells my life story on how, how we've all suffered in life and how I personally would like to help you all, not to be the victim, to actually go out your way to help people but also to help yourself. So to accompany this uh, podcast, I have made a Spotify playlist um, and you can find it on Spotify under Gail Louise Turner, Helping Hands Podcast Playlist Number 14 with Gail Louise Turner. So a little bit about myself. I know I've already made 13 podcasts and you do know who I am. I am somebody who wants to help people but also help myself. At the moment the gyms closed, so unfortunately I can't go there, I'm working as many hours as I can to save my future and I've started to try and think on how I'm living my life and how I'm eating. So I've been tending to drink a lot more water, Um, I've been eating more fruit and vegetables and salads, I'm even considering getting out my soup maker and making some sort of, uh, buying some frozen veg and stock pots and making some soup up. So perhaps for a couple of days um, and just trying to get back into healthy eating because when I was at the gym, I had um, a training plan. I probably went four times a week and it was it was really great because the energy levels went up and um, felt great about myself and I have missed it. So I've tried to be as active as I can by working um, so many hours and sort of working really hard. And I think we're all compensating for that. But what I have found is with, with lockdown, um, More people are talking to people and or i'm trying to get people to talk to people because do you remember the bt advert back in the 90s when um i think it was it bob hoskins and it says it's good to talk we are all going through this period of uncertainty and i think it's about finding the right person to talk to and for me what helps me is listening to movies soundtracks um watching tv and and actually you know when you go home from work and you've done your housework that quiet time to yourself or even dancing around the house I think it's nice to have that and I think for me that's what I've turned to on lockdown is helping others but helping myself and recognising actually yeah you can do your housework you can work but having them quiet moments to yourself and listening to music I've turned to Spotify and I listen to all my podcast playlists all the time and I'm hoping um, that you do go to my Spotify playlist and um, my podcast as well as you know you'll be able to get my podcast via Captivate spotify itunes and that kind of thing and you know where to find them so just follow my facebook on gail louise turner and all the information will be on there and like i say they're on captivate anyway and i love sharing them once a week and also all my old mixed cloud shows will be shared every a single friday on my facebook so you can listen to some fantastic 80s and 90s tunes and you'll probably know from looking at my facebook that i am Kind of making a radio show with the themes the themes come into my head and messages and it's kind of like well i've just remembered i like this clip it may have some relevance of you it may not okay so now i'm going to go back to, um in time um to my childhood actually to talk about some of the great things that i used to watch so for me um there's a song by wet 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 called wishing i was lucky and it came out in 1988, 1987 time, and it was all about um, sort of wishing I was lucky. And I think for me, it's about chipping at my life and trying to trying to achieve things and be successful by doing little bits at a time. I'm one of these people who wasn't necessarily patient, but I'm learning to be patient now. And I know it's taking me a long time, but for me, I le- learn life lessons much later than everybody else, and maybe that's the right thing to do i don't know but i'm starting to wake up now and um learning the life lessons there but i've always wished i was lucky and i still wish i was lucky i'm really really happy when people are happy and if they're sad i want to help them but for me i'm just wishing for that extra bit of luck and um really really do like that song by wet 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 and i think somewhere at home i've actually is it the blue album the greatest hits um i've got that somewhere And it'll be amazing to try and find it and listen to some of Wet Wet Wet's Greatest Hits because they are amazing songs, really, aren't they? Fantastic. So, talking of chipping at life, I'm going to talk to you about something that I used to love. I've been listening to other podcasts and I've heard them. They've been talking about kids' television and cartoons. And for me, I had asthma when I was a kid. So, I sat there for hours on end um, taking sort of nebulizer and all the medications. And I had to be quiet. I had this thing on my head. And wearing this mask now just reminds me of sitting at home wearing asthma, wearing the mask, wearing the mask for work, Do you know what I mean? It, it takes me back. So for me, life is all about chipping at that little bit of life, taking the layer, trying to get to be successful, not hurting anyone, trying to help people and help myself. And when I thought of this, what, what did I used to love watching? Well... There was an 80s kids uh, tv animation called chip and dale rescue rangers the song is actually on my spotify playlist so you will be able to listen to it if you listen to it it just sounds like um an 80s song but obviously you will know it is an animation so chip and dale rescue rangers now so there was a character called Monty jack um and there was um, a character called gadget hack wrench and then, alongside uh, Chip and Dale, who um, was they were fighting crime really. This this gang of rescue rangers, and they were fighting the little crimes that the police couldn't fight. And it was really good, and it had such, like, great soundtrack as well. And I think for the 80s, animation is what made um, everybody smile and put that smile on their face. And, I mean, now we're all living that adult life and, you know, we have the trials and tribulations. And I think it was nice to be a kid back in the 80s because you had all that. I've, I have mean, I've been watching um, CBC and CITV to do a bit of research, and they, they have got animation on there now. So, you know, today's kids are going through lockdown, and they've got the same sort of... Um, I wouldn't say therapy, they've got the same sort of things to, to look at, and it's amazing, really. And, and it kind of takes you back to memory lane. But Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers was great because it was American animated adventure comedy, so it had that sort of comedy in it as well. Um, it was produced by Disney, so you saw the normal Disney characters of Chip and Dale in a different setting, um, and they are chipmunks, as you know. And they fight crime around the world, which is absolutely amazing I mean chippendale rescue range's um first episode actually was in nineteen eighty nine which at the time I was five and it ended on the nineteenth of November nineteen ninety which is great you know i had um, i think I had three seasons from what I, I remember and fighting the small crimes that the police couldn't find ha- fight how good is that it's so amazing and i think I think we should all go back and watch the clips on YouTube and all the other media outlets just to see. How much fun we had as kids, and it, it you know it might make a smile for you know the kids today and the adults today. Because at the end of the day, we're all big kids. We live the adult life, but it's nice to have that um younger heart um in your in your sort of constitution. So you know the bluebell song, Younger Heart, um and All Right by Supergrass. I kind of remember that, and I think I'm Younger Heart, but have an old head on me, definitely. So I want to go to something now, and I, um, I don't know if you know this, I just mentioned comedy to you. In the 90s and 2000 era, um, I kind of watched a lot of TV in between school, college, and university. Um, managed to manage my time quite well, really, with everything in my career. And I used to watch Alistair McGowan's Big Impressions, and I always remember, um, there was a clip with the Florence Nightingale, I had a lamp, it helped, And i found it the other day and it made me laugh so much and i want you to go and search for it Um, it's actually called alistair mcgowan's big impressions 2 and the character of florence nightingale basically there was like a a news story and they were um reporting on somebody who just got injured with the finger there was a a lady got injured she injured a finger and she had blood on it and she fainted because she was in the victorian period so obviously it was a a comedy sketch and she fainted so then the news broadcaster sort of said well at least the only nurse here is Florence Nightingale and she said I had a lamp it helped and it was just so funny and you need to go and watch it. So I found it the other day Um, it is actually Alistair McGowan's Big Impression 2 um, and that's that's what it's on. You just need to watch the whole clip. Um, I think it is series 2 episode 4 and if you watch the whole clip it hasn't just got the Florence Nightingale it's got David Beckham on. Um carol smiley from changing rooms it's got quite a few different people and um gary lineker um match of the day so we've got some really you know i wouldn't say they're taking the mic, but they're smiling about doing impressions of famous tv shows and i think it was really really nice uh, that that's sort of shared on social media and it's and it's really really good so please go and check that out and I'm hoping with this podcast that I can actually tell you where to go to look for funny things to watch and it will help you through this uncertain time because I mean nobody knows what's going on I think you've just got to work on yourself and help others and I hope that we've all learned through lockdown not to hurt people and to help others because I'm I'm hoping that that happens and none of us know where we're going we just have to sort of go with the change and it's hard. Change is really hard, but we have to be sort of open-minded about it and change the way of thinking. I think I'm definitely trying to change the way I'm thinking. Just a few things about me then. I don't know if you know this, but um, I used to sing in a school choir and we used to do concerts. Um, what was it? It was sporadic concerts. Once It, to, it was kind of like Christmas and spring concert. And I used to sing, I used to play the guitar a little bit, I used to do keyboarding. Um, also, I was in the go, go-karting team, which I will talk about that a little bit later. And also, um, I was in the ex- uh, Christmas concert, so I used to sing karaoke songs. So, Kim Wilde, um, Keep Me Hanging On. I used to sing f- Flashdance, What a Feeling. So, I've always su- sung greatly, I've really enjoyed it. And I did say that, all been well, I would like to get back into Amdram work full-time, have a career, do some freelancing, you know, maybe uh, some sort of television or radio, I'd love to do that, um, as well as my full-time career. I think it'd be really nice to do a little bit of everything. I mean, in today's society, you can do anything, can't you? And obviously, lockdown has sort of suggested that. Okay, so I've just mentioned school now. Something that I really, really enjoyed was actually going home from school. Now, I've just talked about everything I did at school, all the hobbies and all the classes and things, but I loved going home after school and switching television off. And basically, I used to watch a program back in the late 90s called Miami 7. Now, Miami 7 was a program that um, it was basically the band S Club 7 played exaggerated characters of themselves and I absolutely adore S Club 7. I don't think I've ever seen them and I would love to go and see them. So, they made loads of TV shows um, playing exaggerated sell, uh, versions of themselves, but they were fab really. So, I, I'm just going to talk you through Miami 7 episode 1. It was a great episode really because it was really nice to see the band. They were singing and um, they were on a plane actually and they were getting together to make music on the plane. And really, really good song. The title song to this was actually um, S Club 7's Bring It All Back. So... If you hear the song on my Spotify playlist, you'll actually realise that it was actually to do with Miami 7. And Miami 7 was the first programme that S Club 7 was actually in, amazing. So in the late 90s, I used to go home from school And it was the trend for bands like S-Cub7 to make their own children's TV shows. And they're not only promoting the brand, but they're promoting what they're singing, the albums and things. And you kind of got to know the band members and they were really, really popular. And I remember when they came back um, in Children in Need a few years ago and they did a live performance. And obviously they were older, they growed and developed. And I still thought they were amazing. And I would like to go and see um, S-Cub7 so yeah i mean that that show was fab really and i loved it and it had all the music in as well but you did get to know the personalities and i and I really found it amusing when they were dancing on an airplane and they were on the way to miami and you probably wouldn't see that in real life because obviously health and safety reasons so it was actually quite nice to sort of see that in um real life but uh, please remember to, to follow me on facebook on gay louise turner and all of the songs Um, that aren't on my Facebook will be on the Spotify Helping Hands Podcast playlist which if you go to Gail Louise Turner Helping Hands Podcast playlist number 14 with Gail Louise Turner. Now on my other Helping Hands podcast I have actually played some Doctor Who themes because I am a big fan of Doctor Who. I don't know that much about it but I can only talk about sort of the modern day versions of it. However, I, I thought about it the other day and I remembered that the first time I actually watched Doctor Who was actually in 1989 and I was five at the time. The first ever episode I actually watched was Survival with um, Sylvester McCoy and Sophie Aldridge. Now Sylvester McCoy uh, played the Doctor and Sophie Aldridge's character was Ace. She actually was called Ace but her real name was actually Dorothy. And she was a bit, um, bit of a feisty character, and I and I really liked uh, Sylvester McCoy's doctor because he was Scottish, and he and he and he used to wear an umbrella, and he wore like a, um um sort of a jumper and a scarf, and it had a question mark on um his jumper, and he also wore a hat, so he looked amazing. He looked like a proper doctor. Now Ace always used to call him Professor, and I can't remember anybody else who actually called the doctor Professor. And I think he came back when Paul McGann, when they did the film of Doctor Who, Sylvester McCoy actually regenerated into Paul McCann. But yeah, the first ever episode of Doctor Who I watched was 1989 and it was called Survival and it was amazing really. So I was five at the time and I remember the Doctor saying um, to Ace, because they arrived on this street and there was a black cat and basically he said um well you know why are we um in periville and she says well nothing ever happens in periville and then there's this cat attacking everybody and you see the cat's eyes and he's got and this black cat's got killer eyes i've got black cat and 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 i always remember that and that was the first um episode that i actually saw of dr who but you see you see the episode and both of them are really really chilled and they've got this kind of really good working relationship they're really good friends but you kind of see that obviously he is a lot, lot older the doctor has all of this knowledge but but ace um dorothy is so clever and she wants to help people and she's quite feisty but she's got this sort of air of grace to her as well which is really nice there was another there was another episode with um ace and the doctor and they were in wartime and there was all these aliens in it and i think it was world war 2 and they were looking back on it as well and i think the character of Dorothy Ace, she was a baby in World War Two and that's how they worked it in the show of Doctor Who. And it was it was really, really good. I mean, Sophie Aldred, um sort of did a little bit in the kids' T V, um which was really good as well so and i think they've both got together recently to do some sort of audio for the big finish doctor who's which which is really amazing but i really enjoyed survival episode and i'm, I'm sure you'll be able to to go and uh, watch it but you know in programs when people say well nothing ever happens in periville and then next minute all these these bad things happen it was a really really good episode actually but as you know i do love tv shows from the 80s and, 90s and I don't know if you know this I've always wanted to travel but when I say travel I mean go on holidays but I don't want to go on expensive holidays it's more kind of um, interested in seeing what's out there so I used to watch Michael Palin around the world in 80 days which was a 1989 documentary I've actually got them all on DVD somewhere so when I've got nothing to do which isn't at the moment I'll definitely start watching them again now the actor and writer Michael Palin he takes up a challenge to um, emulate the adventures of phileas fogg Um now he actually went around the globe and he traveled by land and sea so he took on the role of phileas fogg so he traveled by land and sea to go around the world in 80 days um without flying he had to i think he had to fly once but that, that had to happen for the journey now the first episode actually came to our screens on the 11th of october 1989 and around the world in 80 days was followed by pole to pole now michael palin traveled by land and sea he originally sets off from london's reform club he heads off to venice and i really really like episode one because it's really really interesting you kind of like when you hear in his narration you kind of believe you're traveling with him and that's really really nice really so he set off from the um london's reform club back in the late 80s and he went around the world and he spoke to influential people and he found out their life stories in a nice way because obviously he was an actor, a narrator, and he did writing as well. So he was quite interested in people's lives and he talked to so many people. And I can't remember if he wrote a book about it, but I'm sure he would have done. And he sort of detailed what was going on. But his narrations, you just felt like you were there. You really did. And it was just so interesting. um now, his narration and sense of humour brought the scene alive, which was which was great. So, to me, it wasn't just a travel show. It was a piece of history. And all of his DVDs um, are in my cupboard at home. It's like a green set. And I really, really like it. And then, obviously, later he went to voice The Clangers on CBBC. And I always thought nobody... Um, I love Oliver Pasquet And I think, you know... He's done a really, really good job. I love both versions of The Clangers. I really, really do. And I, I wonder now, because I think his last, um, Michael Palin's last visit was to North Korea. And I think there was only two episodes of that from what I remember. And I would have loved to see him going on another journey. So um, hopefully he has done some more filming. But at the end of the 80 days, he actually succeeds in his journey and he ends up back at the Reform Club. Now the Reform Club is closed, but he... He was disappointed that it was closed but actually he got back home in time for christmas which was absolutely amazing now i think through lockdown we've all had quite a lot of time to ourselves i know i've been working quite a lot and sort of doing things around the home but i've definitely researched what i've been up to in my life i think it is kind of a look looking point you know 36 looking back what i did and thinking some of the life is sad some of it's happy and I always look back to the Back to the Future clip on number three, the film, when Dot Brown says, your life isn't written, life is what you make of it. And I think the future isn't written yet, is it? So it, it can all change because, I mean, last year we were all talking about not being in the euro and we th- and we were panicking about that. And the next thing we know, we're all going through COVID and the restrictions, how we're all working together and something our generation have never been in before. And... Yes, it's restricted us, but it's brought us closer together. And I think we're all looking back to see how we used to live and trying to change it. Well, definitely I'm trying to change who I am, but keeping the good bits of the personality, definitely. So when I did used to go out, I used to go out to Hanley, Sambach, Nantwich. I used to love going out, um, sort of socializing, but it wasn't about drinking for me. It was about talking to people, getting to know people, interviewing people in a nice way finding out about people's lives and i think that's what i'd like to do now is obviously socialize meet new people new friends keep the existing friends of course but learning about people and i think it's a different way of doing things so i always ask people and this is a really good one what is the number one of your birth month so for me 1984 um it was lionel richie hello is it me you're looking for now I'm not quite keen on that song. However, it has grown on me. And watching the video, it's quite a special uh, video. and um, please go and check it out and you'll know what I mean. But my birthday number one is Lionel Richie Hello. And that is probably one of the most well known songs from the eighties, isn't it? And it's quite a beautiful song. So, yes, I used to go out, used to dance. Um, I've talked about line I've talked about line dancing on the other ones. I'm not sure. I did used to do line dancing um in the local area and used to it must have been in 94 95 and i think what song was out the grid swamp thing and the wall packers hillbilly rock hillbilly roll um also cotton eye joe and i used to do things like that and i used to love dancing and uh, like i say i would like to do some amdram but I, honestly i think for me at the moment work is really important but just be nice to you know have another radio show or freelance doing some bits you know i think To make your life full you need to do a little bit of everything but enjoy everything you do but understand that you're not wonder woman i'd love to be wonder woman but it's if i can help people make the best of themselves i I really really enjoy that and i love love seeing that smile on people's faces and i know it sounds weird but i I do and it's so nice and then just to see people smile and then just let them get on with their own lives i think it's beautiful so yes some songs that i used to dance to now i love me 80s and there was a program on bbc 2 and um, radio 2 and i think it was i'm just trying to think now it used to be on a friday evening and they played all sort of um great music and it was it was dance but dance from the um sort of like and it's songs like just an illusion and i love all that song and i used to um watch it on a listen to it on a friday evening really like that and i like how some of the Radio shows, actually, do TV shows. And I know Radio Um, 2, they did Um, the 80s show with Sarah Cox and they put it on, like, the television so you could actually see what was going on, interviewing the guests, and that was quite nice. And I remember that as well. Really, really good idea, actually. And I think that's why I use my Facebook to to do, like, um sort of, like, a TV show, straight radio show, sharing everything I do so people can enjoy what's going on. Because I think people forget what they were listening to when they were kids and teenagers. And every single song every single tv clip has some sort of memory to them and i think it's a nice thing to do for people and it's thinking out of the box and i really really like that now another television program that i watched in the 90s and 2000 you may be quite shocked when you hear this but i used to be a little bit of um a tomboy really and i used to watch a program called question of sport which was on the bbc now, I watched it when John Parrott and Ali McCoyce were actually hosts of the show. So I must have been about fourteen, fifteen. And I really liked them because they just they were really, really funny. They were obviously into the sport. They knew what they were on about, but they kind of put that sort of comedy spin on it, which was great really. So and in fact I had um a bit of a crush on Ali McCoyce, which I do like different people. And I had a Rangers blue shirt bought for me, which you know, now I wouldn't even wear any sports gear unless I was going to the gym. So yeah, I must have given that ranger shirt away and because I can't find it anywhere. I did look for it the other day, but it was really funny question of sports. So for sports fans, it was great because they, they interviewed all the sports people, but I liked the segments of the show when they made people laugh. And I always remember they used to do the pictures and there was a song called Life Is What You Make Of It. And it was amazing really how it put all the pictures up and it kind of depicted and i love that song and definitely has meaning that song but question of sport was so funny and i know i know they have sort of new hosts now but i definitely loved it at the time when ali mcquist and john parrott were on it and i've actually put question of sport on my spotify playlist as well so yeah i know the hosts are great now but i always remember watching john parrott and ali mcquist and i think John Parrott, as well, we've been, um, he was into snooker, wasn't he? Yeah. And um, that was another show that I used to watch, Big Break. And that was all about Saturday night television. And then I've also, of course, no- Noel's House Party and things like that, Challenge Annika. And it was all on, wasn't it, in the 80s and 90s? And I do I do miss that kind of like, and I don't know we've got game shows on now, Michael McIntyre. And I remember seeing that clip um, with Judge Rinder and they brought Sooty back. They bought um, Zamo from Grange Hill and it's great. So television has definitely changed on a Saturday night. But for me, I do remember watching Saturday night television in the 80s and 90s and absolutely adoring it. So I think that's why I found that clip by Michael McIntyre so funny because Judge Rinder come on and they were taking the mick, basically. So they bought Sooty and Sweep on, they bought Zamo, um, Louise from Eternal and th- they also bought soballs um, farther on so it was quite nice to, to go down memory lane but for me 80s and 90s would be the best television ever really and it's it's nice to, to go back down to memory lane. Now a little bit about myself, Um, I'm probably one of the worst drawers in the whole world, I can't draw at all, I kind of do squiggles uh, when I get a chance, um, I'm right handed but my, my and, um, and my drawing's not great and I draw boxes so when I draw boxes the song living in a box living in a box always comes to mind and because we had to draw these boxes at school and I remember we had to for a project we had to draw boxes and I was I was trying to think to myself was it an art or was it in design technology I can't remember but I, I remember having sort of an interest in the film star wars and all of the buildings because we used to watch star wars at school they used to wheel the tv out at christmas time and you got to watch all of the television and films and i thought that was such a treat you know at 11 years old been able to watch a film at school i thought i thought it was amazing (laughs) probably still think that now the kids are today getting that sort of treat so return of the jedi was my favorite star wars film and in fact it still is now i've watched all of them i think quite a few times we all know they started in the 70s but return of the jedi definitely was mine and we had to draw these boxes and i couldn't draw them so the spotify playlist um details the song living in a box living in a box and return of um the jedi definitely the beyond the stars song i really like john williams compositions if you have got a musical ear when you hear john williams compositions in my opinion they all sound the same which i absolutely love but the return of the Jedi and living in a box and school memories all, always reminds me of Grange Hill. And I wonder if this um, the actual class, the art class and the drawing class reminds me of Grange Hill because I remember watching Grange Hill in the 90s and the school teacher, he was a really good teacher, the, the, the guy that did the art class and I always remember that. I don't think he's with us now, I think he passed away unfortunately, but he was such a good teacher in Grange Hill in the 90s and... My favourite characters, um, from Grange Hill was um always um Colin, and um, there was also um oh, Dill was another character. Arnie was another character I really liked. Um, really, really good. Um, they were my well, they weren't actually my year. They had to repeat a year. I remember reading somewhere that Phil Redmond, the producer, um, actually kept the actors on to do another year so they ended up being in my school year when they were in sixth form and i always remember that they were they were so um good characters and honestly it was a shame when grange hill went because i absolutely loved it and my school memories um obviously are at school but i also remember watching grange hill but like i said i i don't like drawing i'm just not very good at all but i think looking at the return of the jedi i love the story arc in Return of the jedi because you've got all the characters um, Luke Skywalker, Leia Skywalker, Han Solo and um, you know CP3O. I absolutely love all them. R2-D2, so good. The story arc of that is amazing and I think when you hear John Williams compositions in it, it kind of brings it alive and I think bringing it alive is absolutely um amazing and I, I used to love when they used to bring the TV out at Christmas and I think they had that program, what was it, Back in Time for School? 80s and 90s on the BBC and they definitely talked about um, bringing the TV out for school and I used to love it and I think it's so interesting that we we had that treat at school and looking on back at now we were really lucky we were really lucky to have that because this year's children they haven't been able to go to school um, via Covid they've gone little bits but they haven't gone the whole full term and in a way they're missing out but then are they missing out because they're having more social life they can they can't go near anybody but they've got more time I don't know to sort of learn online they can go out and play in the garden keeping the bubble all the restriction rules of course but maybe they're actually doing more not being at school and having that social life I don't know but maybe that's just a thought looking at it in a different way so actually now I'm going to talk about a film from the 2000 era so this is a really, really special film for me. I remember watching it at the cinema um, with my friends and it was a great film. It starred Robin Williams and it was called Bicentennial Man. Now there's a lot of adult themes in this sort of, um, when I say adult themes, I mean there's a lot of sadness in this film about people growing older, that one, you know, one day everyone that you love will walk away from your life. And I think that's potent at the moment with what's happening with COVID, really, really sad. But the good thing about Bicentennial Man is the fact that Robin Williams' character, Andrew, who was the robot, his character grows and learns all the time. And he feels things very, very strongly. And me as a person, I can relate to that. Now, Andrew's character, um, he is a robot, basically. And in the end, he goes from robot to human, which he was told he couldn't do that. But he's grown that much. He, he had fitted a proper human um, body, um, skin and everything and a central nervous system so he was in the end he was um declared an adult exactly what he wanted. but it wasn't just the physical bits that changed of him it was his whole constitution and his persona and he, he ended up being the person that he wanted to be and i think that was so lovely the fact that it wasn't just a physical change it was it was what was inside and i think that is so important so that's why i love by man now, some of the songs from By Centennial Man will be on my um, Spotify playlist under Gayle Louise Turner. Um, Spotify playlist number 14, Helping Hands. Um, please go and look for that. It's amazing. So, By Centennial Man then. So, that's 200 years um, by Centennial. That's how old Andrew was, his character. Basically, he makes the best of himself. He does feel things really, really strongly. But throughout the 200 years that he lives he chips at life uh, makes mistakes learns from his mistakes talks to inspirational people and he watches people pass away but he has he keeps all their memories and i think it's so beautiful that he keeps all them memories and talking to all them inspirational people but his character himself he actually wants to look after everybody that he loves and he also wants others to look after each other um but he wants to be the best person he can be and that's why he chips at the life and changes with the times and he's trying to get everybody else to change with the times and he finds it really difficult and he's like, he says to um, his wife in the end, how, how can you feel everything, it's so painful and when he becomes a human, he feels that and he's like, that's life because you do have to feel all that to grow and develop as a person. So people grow through time and it's a natural state of being So Andrew changed himself to be happy, but he still kept the good bits of his personality. And I love that film for that. He still kept the good bits and he wanted to help people. We can't always help people. We have to help ourselves, but I love that film. And please go and um, listen to the songs on my Spotify playlist from that film. It's so beautiful. Now, back in 2010, I was watching an American series called Ugly Betty. And I think this is really, really potent to my life and probably other people's lives so the character of ugly betty was played by um a fantastic actress america ferreira um and she is amazing quite um a powerful um lady she'd done lots of talks about sort of improving herself and others and she's a fantastic actor as well and i love ugly betty great drama and i was really really sad um that it finished had a bit of a crush on daniel um, he was head of the mead company um, which was like a fashion magazine he was absolutely stunning um and in the end he came a really really good person which i really really liked but the i remember watching ugly betty in 2010 and i remember watching the first episode and she wanted to go to Mead to be a fashion um journalist she knew everything she'd done all the qualifications and she was very very intelligent but because the way she looked she had braces sort of brown curly hair they didn't want to take her because of the way she looked and I thought it was really, really sad. She had all this knowledge, but they just didn't see who she was. And basically, Daniel Mead gave her a chance, and um, Mr. Mead, um, who is uh, Daniel's father, who interestingly enough was actually neighbours. He was Jim Robinson on Neighbours, and he does a lot of American shows now, which was really, really interesting. So um, he was Daniel Mead's father was watching Ugly Betty, and thought how good she was. And her name was Betty Sarez. Really, really good, a Hispanic name. And she was, you know, quite a feisty character and she was so determined to do this and she had to grow and develop slowly. And I can relate to that. But they never chose her because she wasn't good looking enough. And I think that is really sad because you need to look at what's hitting here and how hard you work. But it's not always like that. Life is not black and white. And I think um it'd be really interesting for everybody to go and watch Ugly Betty. I used to love it. And to be honest, it was quite a funny program really um and she just needed the right people she had the family behind her but it was just about like the right people and you should go and really really watch um um ugly betty so yeah so i I do love that show and i mean later on um, we will be talking about um once upon a time i love that as well but i think for me back in the 2000 era Ugly Betty was a really good show. And I remember one of the songs from the show was um, What Goes Around Comes Around. And for me, I love that song. It wasn't to actually to hurt anybody what goes comes around, but it went with the show. And it, that song will always stand out to me because I think it actually is a positive song in the way because she's worked so hard to get where she needs to be. It doesn't matter how long it takes you because you're meeting influential people, you're talking to people, you learn and grow. You know, you spend time with new people and I think I now, maybe not when I was younger, but I really want to understand how people tick now and I think it's important. So don't take things at face value. I think everybody needs to do that, including myself, and I hope that I can help people do that if I can. It's not my job to help people and I know that, but I think with life experience, if you can help people and they ask for help, it is a nice thing to do. But I love that song, What Goes Around Comes Around. So in the end, the character Betty Suarez found the love of her life, she got the career. Life isn't black and white and we might not always get the happy ending but at least if we try to be happy and be grateful for what we've got and I think it's important to be grateful and happy with what you've got. Now another film that I want to talk to you about today is the Back to the Future trilogy. Now I don't know if you know this but my favourite film from the trilogy is actually two but I'm actually going to talk about three now. So At the end of back to the future 2 you see uh, marty mcfly um there's a car that pulls up to marty and he's get given this letter and the guy who has the letter has been given the letter by doc brown the character and the guy who gives the letter has had this letter in his possession for 70 years which is incredible really so the letter in question basically says that Doc Brown has been transported back to 1885 and he, he's living a life there but the DeLorean, the car which transports people back into time or to the future, has been um, left in 1955 so Marty McFly has to travel back to 1885 to actually get the doctor home to back to 1985. I know it sounds complicated but it works and he has this letter and he's so overjoyed for the letter and I think that scene in Back to the Future is talked about in different TV shows, Um, how he's had the letter for 70 years and he has to be, he's told to give the letter on exact date and exact time. And Marty McFly is over the moon, the fact that Doc Brown is absolutely fine and he really loves that Um, and it's so amazing and I can't believe that I'm still watching the film now but it's really good. So when we go to number three, Back to the Future number three which is the last one in the trilogy. Um, the characters are in 1885 and it's the sort of like the Wild West which is really funny because Martin McFly plays a character of Clint Eastwood and in the clip I think it is in Back to the Future 2 you see Martin McFly watching his stepfather watching an old um, Clint Eastwood film and Clint Eastwood puts this sort of metal bar in his tummy Um so when Martin McFly is in 1885 he copies the idea and biff Tannen, the baddie actually hits the tin and hurts his hand and sort of like martin mcfly wins in the end he 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 punches him but just to sort of knock him out slightly so not in a bad way and um and then do you know what i mean it's a good thing so martin mcfly wins the day and he doesn't want to hurt him but he just had to sort of defend himself which is a good thing he didn't want to hurt anyone but really you know and i always think back to the future is martin mcfly keeps experiencing the same thing so he keeps running away from biff Tannen. so they call him chicken so in the end he has to make his own decision to stand up to people and not follow the crowd um and i think you see that in back to the future two and back to the future three he's like well no the future isn't written yet no one's has so you change a decision and you don't follow the crowd if they are bad people that's how i take the film anyway please feel free to choose your own interpretation of it but i absolutely love the trilogy of back to the future now another memory that i have um i mentioned earlier in the podcast actually i used to be um in a local go-karting team and it was all girls which was quite unusual and we used to race with nascar and I was a bit of a tomboy, but I was a bit of a scaredy-cat because I didn't really... I wanted to do it, but I was scared about going so fast, actually. I didn't want to get injured. Um, But I loved I loved the team effort, and I would definitely go go-karting again. So we used to put tents up in the rain. We used to stay over at all the different tracks. You know, you'd put your tent up, you'd you'd eat by the campfire, and then you'd go to the pub after the day after. And, I mean, it was funny because you'd get really, really dirty with go-karting. You'd have your shower. And then you'd go to the pub and all get and dressed up. And really, it was a bit pointless getting dressed up. But because I liked getting dressed up, um, it was a bit silly. But I, I always remember getting dressed up and going to the pub. But I used to love go-karting because we used to go really fast in the go-karts. You had the team effort. You're all in the same goal. You meet loads of different people. And I really loved it. And you went around the different circuits with all the race and things. And I think I gave my go-karting... I had a yellow helmet which was quite funny really because the helmet was massive and I always remember and I had a blue go-kart suit and I handed it back to school and it was horrible I wish I kept it but I did the nice thing and handed it back but I do I would like to go go-karting again I think I went um sort of around 2007 2008 I can't quite remember um I went somewhere in um sort of the midlands but I can't quite remember and I would like to go again but I really liked it and I think really that liking the go-kart and, um, and I also liked Formula the 1 at the time and I absolutely loved it watching Formula 1 and later I found out that the Formula 1 um, track was actually, um, the track to it was The Chain by Fleetwood Mac which I didn't actually know until I watched Guardians of the Galaxy and I heard the soundtrack I thought that was on Formula 1, I love that song, that was on Formula 1 which was really really good And another song that they played was Adam F and Circle 7, which is also on my Spotify playlist, actually. But fond memories of um, watching Formula 1, really. Saturday was the qualifying, wasn't it? I think they did a practice on Friday, but I never used to watch that. So it was always Saturday qualifying, Sunday race, and they had to change the tyres. And they had to do lots of little things to actually get the end result and worked as a team you know they change the tires they talk to each other on their headphones give them strategies and trying to um sort of do the race and i thought that was amazing that team effort there were so many different people involved it wasn't just about the presenting and the drivers it was a whole team of people who spent the year preparing for all the different races and it must have been so fun to be a formula one driver because you just Um, you know you're looked after you're racing the sport that you want to do and you're winning races or or not winning races you've got that team spirit and I think that was absolutely amazing. So now as you all know I'm 36 and I love television but for me I quite like the old ones. So Twin Peaks sort of we had the prequel and we had Twin Peaks one and Twin Peaks two. So I would love to go and watch them again. So the the um prequel was Firewalk with Me. Then we had Twin Peaks One and Twin Peaks Two. And then a few years ago we had Twin Peaks of Return. So I actually have Twin Peaks of Return on DVD. And it's absolutely amazing, really, because it's 25 years later. So you see the start of Twin Peaks Return, you see the character of Dale Cooper and Laura Palmer. They're in the red room. They're talking to each other and she says i will see you in 25 years so 25 years later you see the residents of twin peaks still talking about laura palmer um, and how she got killed the character of dale cooper went missing and then he comes out of the lodge and there's two dale coopers and then you kind of look at what happened for the 25 years while he was out of the lodge i absolutely loved it and there were so many themes in that there was crime there was suspense there was a love story and it's kind of seeing the characters develop and for me one of the favorite songs from the twin peaks return was actually um shadow the group shadow um sang the song and i absolutely love that song and i've actually put it on my spotify playlist and it's so good and uh, i used to have white hair like the singer and i absolutely love that song so if you go to my spotify playlist which is gail louise turner helping hands podcast number 14 playlist you'll be able to see all of the songs that accompany this podcast playlist and like i say i absolutely adore that and i love the fact that i can tell a story through music really really good so some of the songs that i'm going to tell you on this playlist you need to look for now so talking about twin peaks then okay So Twin Peaks theme, which is fantastic. We have Shadow by the Chromatics and it really depicts what's going on. So all the characters have grown and developed through the 25 years and you see them how they are now and I think it's really nice. You've also got Laura Palmer's theme and Twin Peaks fans, you will know who Laura Palmer is. I don't need to tell you. So if you haven't seen the return i definitely would suggest going looking at it because it is really really amazing and like i say i love the music that goes through it there's so many themes like i say crime love suspicion people um do bad things people do good things and then you've just got the hero there of uh, dale cooper waking up from a coma wanting to save everybody and put everything right and i think that is absolutely amazing Now another memory for me is to do with Sesame Street, so you may think, why does a thirty-six year old woman who is nearly forty likes kids TV? I do, and I'll absolutely um adore it. And you know what, I'd love to freelance as um a kids' TV presenter or TV presenter alongside my full time job. But for me it's putting that smile on the faces. So I know I've made radio shows and things and I've seen what happens on the TV. It's not all a bed of roses there is a lot of hard work and determination in it but for the viewers they get to see the final product and it puts a smile on the face and i think it's really really nice to be a viewer of television shows and things so for me in the 80s and 90s people would watch sesame street they'd watch all the animation and i have a memory which is not necessarily to do with kids tv actually it's to do with a choir concert that i went to i've just shared elmo on facebook because I want to make you all happy through covid it's not my it's not my um job to do that but i think if you can i'm not there all the time but if you can go to my um facebook and listen to my podcast i think you have that smile of your face but this clip is really really funny so elmo's song i went to a choir concert some years ago and there was we were singing and there was another choir singing and unfortunately elmo uh, we we took a mask of elmo and it went off and it kind of sang the elmo song and i'm a very respectful person of everybody and there was a few people laughing about it um and we shouldn't have laughed because the other choir was singing so i shut up pretty quickly if i'm honest but i always i sat through that, listening to the choir um, amazed how amazing they were all the choirs and then one ear i've got elmo going off singing elmo's song and the other ear this, this choir is singing in Latin, um, I can't quite remember what they were singing and I was absolutely adored, smiling my head off because I've got the two sound effects and two different ears and we couldn't switch Elmo off and um, it, was, it was a nice moment really because I don't think they could hear it, we could hear it, but I don't think they'd hear it because I would, wouldn't want them to hear it because I'd, I'd feel quite embarrassed for them but it was such a really, really nice memory and it definitely put a smile on our choir's face so that was really, really nice so looking to the future now a little bit so on my podcast playlist um we've got never ending story song back to the future and i always will say with these things all our stories are never ending we don't have a finished time and i think it's nice you can't life isn't written in stone nothing is black and white and don't take things at face value very very important and you know please visit my facebook gail louise turner my my facebook is a my interpretation of a radio show um, so please enjoy all the clips on there. They may have a message for you, they may not. You know, I'm a very mature woman with life experience, but I do think it's good to have to be young at heart as well. So important, especially with what's going on in COVID at the moment. So, another program that I want to talk to you about now is Once Upon a Time. I talked about Ugly Betty, so I like that then, but now I like Once Upon a Time. So, basically. All of these fantasy characters from the once upon a time book end up in a little town in america called storybrook the cast was fantastic it was a mixed cast so we had people from australia the united kingdom new zealand america canada and i think they actually filmed in canada from what i remember reading and it was great so all these characters were from Storybook, so Snow White, Prince Charming, and they all ended up in Fantasyland, but they also ended up in a little town called Storybook, which was absolutely fantastic. Now, there was a character called Emma, Emma Swan, and she was the daughter of Prince Charming and Snow White, and she was the saviour, and her character, she was quite feisty, she was a sheriff, she came to storybook didn't know that she was a fairy tale character she only found out later when she woke up and it was amazing really she was a savior she says i don't need saving my character is to save people and i love that it's like putting a smile on your face and it's it's really you know it's again it's not just kids show it's an adult show it's for absolutely everyone and i think today people are watching things on netflix so that is um a box show that i would definitely recommend you watching i absolutely adore once upon a time and i quite like the character of snow white really because she she kind of looks after everybody but then um she gets looked after as well so that's quite nice she's probably my favorite character and emma swan i see a lot of her in me she wants to save people but then she's like, well, no, you need to save yourself as well. I think that's really important. But yeah, um, Once Upon a Time was an ABC drama. I've got the theme of Once Upon a Time on my Spotify playlist as well, which is amazing. As you know, I used to do a weekly show at Redshift Radio. Now we are on Redshift Online where we are making podcasts for your entertainment and my entertainment as well. Um, Obviously with me, I put the accompanies uh, Spotify playlist, which accompanies a podcast and that's how I get my music on it, which I really, really love and i love my music and for me listening to the lyrics of 80s and 90s songs and 2000 songs has meaning to me and there's there's so many conversation starters about music that's the first thing i would say what is your favorite song and why because sometimes when you hear people's different music tastes it kind of tells what personalities they are and i like psychology actually and i like knowing who people are and i find it fascinating listening to people's stories it's not about hurting about them it's not about walking over them if you can find out how people tick you know how to help them and i think it's really in- interesting so i want to talk to you about a song by talk talk the song is life is what you make of it and earlier i mentioned that this song was played in the tv show question of sport which was what i watched in the 90s and watched made me laugh but the video to talk talks life is what you make of it the video sees the nature reserve and um, there's a piano being played And you see foxes walking around the nature reserve and there's camera panning around and you see like um, a multi-seed a caterpillar walking very very slowly over the soil and you've got the song life is what you make of it and it's all nature in this and then the i think the screen is really really dark and you've got um the piano playing and the singing life is what you make of it And these lyrics really, really have a lot of meaning. I mean, this song is from 1984, from what I remember, but it has so much meaning to everybody now around the globe, really. Life is what you make of it. Yesterday's favourite. Nothing can change it. Life is what you make of it. Such a powerful song. And the fact that they chose Question of Sport to actually put music um, clips and sport clips to it to try and identify um, who was who back in the 90s, I think it was a really, really good idea. But to me... That song is timeless and I think the video is absolutely amazing. So after this podcast finishes, I want you to go straight to Spotify to find my playlist so you can listen to all the songs so you can identify what I'm talking about. If you go to Gail Louise Turner, Helping Hands Podcast Playlist number 14 with Gail Louise Turner, you'll be able to hear all of the songs. Now another song that I've put on the playlist is by Erasure. So in the 80s and 90s, I was quite a big Erasure fan. Some of the songs have so much meaning and beautiful lyrics and beautiful songs. So to me it is all about the music and I think resilience is in there and that's how, um, for me, dealing with situations, listening to the music and it makes people happy. There's so much pain going out in the world for people at the moment and I think if I put music on, it, it helps me and others and I think it's so important and I find it quite interesting listening to people what stories they have to tell because, you know what was we talking about the other day oh yes that was it so you know the live aid concert and we were saying well who sings which lyric first and who sings second and who sings third and i'd be fantastic on a quiz because i'd kind of know the answers to that and what a good icebreaker so if you were meeting new people you would ask them who sang live aid the first line from 1985 do you know it at christmas and they'd be like oh i wonder who that is and they have to think and i think it's really really good icebreaker you know meeting new people and building relationships and that kind of thing so it's really really good you know in a work situation i I mean really good and a social situation but a song i want to talk to you about now is erasure ship of fools now the video to that you see some seashells which reminds me of dory from um finding nemo and finding dory and i don't know why that seashells because obviously erasure has nothing to do with finding dory or finding nemo so, Erase Your Ship of Feels, you've got these sea shells in the water and he's basically singing about being young and uncertain and we are all fools, life is so precious and I was listening to the lyrics and I was thinking to myself so we're in Covid, we don't know what's happening, we need to stop trying to hurt people Um, we need to support people as we can, We nobody knows everything I'd love to know everything, but it's not going to happen, is it? And I think we all have to respect each other's personalities and get to know people for who they are and not take them at f- face value. I mean, I think we've all made mistakes. We're all fools in our lives, but hopefully we can all learn the lesson eventually, even if it takes us that little bit longer. Um, And for me, I would like people to come and talk to me, not if they're suffering or you know in trouble please listen to my podcast because i want you to be happy and enjoy them but i want you to come talk to me as well you know for my friends and family out there please come and talk to me because i think i like talking to you but it also helps me and you to just have that person to talk to um really really good so yeah don't hurt anyone please go and watch and find that ship of feels um erasure video because it's a really really nice video and definitely if i hear that it just reminds me of the 80s and 90s music so another song now this is great this is dance tune and in the 90s the band Hadaway were really really popular so what is love and life really really good songs actually um so we used to dance didn't we in the 90s you'd get dressed up in your demon and your top and you probably you shoot you'd probably wear trainers wouldn't you from what I remember um you'd dance on the dance floor and you'd be dancing to life um and from Hadaway which is really good what is love from Hadaway I love that so i like that so i'm just going to try now so don't hurt people um we all need to work as a team and help each other especially at uncertain times and them two songs really remind me of that sort of statement don't push anybody out work as a team and i like people talking to me because i just i hate um seeing people happy but i think now i don't want to interfere with people's lives i think if people want to come and speak to you they can do and if they don't want to they don't and i think it's not been a busybody; is it is actually stepping away from the situation and, and say right if you need me i'm here please come and talk to me if you need me you'll keep that personal integrity but basically don't don't suffer on your own and i think that'd be like a really really nice um thing to do for people especially at the moment and another song really and i must laugh about this so alison Moye, love resurrection i absolutely adore that song and i love alison Moye. she's a great artist isn't she really really good um and i always remember asking for that song from a dj in the 90s and they were like well why are you asking for it i said well i love 80s and 90s music and they're like you're too young for that i said oh no i said that is my speciality really really good and um, i do love that song so that song is also on the playlist as well absolutely amazing so life is changing life will never be the same and it's true really because none of us would think we would have ended up in covid with all the restrictions people are suffering you know dying from the disease and i think we should all just like stick together and help each other out and just try and and hopefully th- this vaccine will come in and you know make us all better i really really hope that happens but there's there's there is love out there and i think it is important that we do respect each other's personalities and you know we've all suffered in a way in our lives and i think it's important to actually respect people and, and i'm no saint you know we've all made mistakes in our lives but i think it would be nice to actually do that so another song um, my final song we're gonna talk to you about now is um take the long way home by super tramp So this song was on the BBC production of Ashes to Ashes and I I always remember it because it is from the, I think it was from the 70s, the late 70s into the early 80s and I loved it because um, it was when the character of DI Alex Drake was um, in the restaurant, the Italian restaurant and she wanted to get home but she had to take the long way to get there and I think for me, I always take the long way to get there but I get there in the end. So it's about chipping at life's lessons and... I hope i can help you and you know i'm hoping if ever i need somebody to talk to there's somebody to talk to but for me i like working hard and um it's been successful in all areas of your life but realizing as i've gone older that you have to be grateful for what you've got and life's too short so life is what you make of it and i um i definitely do believe that and so because i've been sharing all of my sort of me tv films me soundtracks and all my playlists on facebook i feel like i'm telling you a radio show and i hope that the messages in the um, actual music i'm sharing and the tv clips does help you because it definitely helps me it i don't know it's kind of that distraction and because the gym is closed at the moment i'm trying to eat healthier i really think by coming up with the idea to make the spotify playlist to make the podcast is helping you all and so you can listen to them you've got that resilience you've got that sort of therapy by listening to them then you can go into work and do a fantastic job and you know you can achieve all of your kpis you know if you if you are dealing with customers or clients you can actually look after them and i think it's so important really so using the sort of techniques to to make you happy and i think for me all of the television the kids tv all the films and televisions that i've watched over the past has really really helped me So I do really hope it's helped you. So I'm going to sign off now. So feel free to go follow me on Facebook, Gay Louise Turner, or my um, podcast playlist. And you will find this on Captivate and Spotify and iTunes. Good night and God bless.